potus interruptus. <laughs> oh my god. This doesn't auger well. <laughs> Forget I said anything. You got lucky, babe. When I found you. All right. Uh, ready to start this monstrosity we call a show? Monstrosity. Ear and Loathing is back and more powerful than ever before. Better than ever. Back! That's right. Uh, we took a week off and we're expecting that the show quality will improve greatly. We were rehearsing the entire time, weren't we? We were. Refreshing. Yeah, yeah that's refreshing. right. Refreshing. <laughs> Spa days, everything. Massage. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of just rudimentary work. Back I was the basics. I did a bunch of crossword puzzles. A bunch of exper- <laughs> experimenting with gargles. <laughs> different gargles you know all kind of things you know uh this is episode 14 am i correct you are four one four and uh 14. yeah 14 uh i didn't bono say that in one two dos trace 14 doesn't make any sense doesn't but it's still still great uh you're here you're in loathing um we are hey. the gitmo bros we are the number one rockers forever. Still. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's right. And I am joined by uh, Ear and Loathing's own media darling. Say hello. Hi, I'm George White, and I'm darling. <laughs> I'm looking at him. He's not He's not telling a lie here. And calling in from the North Star, he's my North Star. He's your North Star. He's society's North Star. Say hello. Bring! <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that hello. Was br- Particularly enthusiastic. That has yeah. not that has not gotten old. <laughs> I call in. I call in. I He's call calling in. in. He's calling in. He's an old rotary phone. And, and if you guys notice, we always pick up on the first ring. Yeah, we do. That's right. That's nice because, of you too. It's because it's, it's Aaron's ring, though. That we know it's Aaron's well, ring. When, That's when, his ring. When Aaron's calling in, I wait by the phone. <laughs> Grab yeah. it on the first ring in, in the hallway, late at night. Uh, and so I'm Damon. I am the administrative assistant of Ear and Loathing. You are, I, yeah. I, you're, not any, you're not anyone's assistant. <laughs> <laughs> you're the guy. <laughs> so uh, let's see. And I am also in the torture chamber today. That's right, you are. Which is unfortunate <clears throat> because I'm just not in the mood for this shit. But here well, we are. Well, huh. you know, what, you know what else that means is uh, I also get to present a topic. Mm. For uh, a little event we like to call, where the hell is it? There it is. Hi there. <laughs> Welcome to Kibbutz Corner. <laughs> it's been a week since I heard that fucking yelps. There he is. <laughs> fucking yokels. <laughs> and lads, the, the rule of Kibbutz Corner is you get to present what the, a thing of your choice, right? Yes. Yeah. I have a surprise for you. I have a new feature. For for ear and loathing. Oh my god! What? What? I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm springing it on you guys. This is unrehearsed, everyone. This is unrehearsed. And uh, look, if this doesn't survive past this episode, that's fine. I use my kibitz corner for it. Okay. But 
it comes with a theme song and everything. Oh shit! And we all are. Someone's from- been busy during the hiatus week. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything to edit, so I I just got lost in this bullshit. Sure. But um, so I'm I'm not gonna give it away when I say this. Everyone's heard of brackets before, right? Oh, like a yeah. basketball. The concept and, of brackets, like the Sweet Sixteen in the basketball, and it's, and it's yeah, a okay. it's a concept that actually probably other podcasts are doing, right? Sure, I guess. My cousin had the rickets once. <laughs> <laughs> what do he do? He put alcohol on it. <laughs> he put some tussin on it. Put some tussin. <laughs> um, so you've heard of brackets, but have you heard of brackets? <laughs> brackets. Yeah, and losing brackets. Welcome to Brackets. On ear, ear, ear and loathing. I don't know what this you, is. You, you, you have to cut a check to Lauren Michaels. <laughs> what, what did to get licensing for that? Yeah. Well, he had to get the licensing. He had to get the licensing from uh, what are those? Craftwork. That's craft a craftwork song. Dong. Is it? I did not know. Ding that. dong. <laughs> but um, we I put we put our own spin on it because we have German people saying brackets. I get. I get it. Yeah. I got and gitmo bros. <laughs> so so the Gitmo-bros. topics of of brackets today, mm-hmm. brackets, is uh, we are going to solve for the world mm. who is the best hard rock band. Okay. And and you have who I, against who? You have brackets. I have, I have brackets. You have yeah. brackets. Brackets of, okay. of hard rock bands. I like it. Okay. Now, yeah. I, I drew from a list that, that was very credible. No one's going to argue with these choices being in the top 16. We'll see about that. We'll see about But if, <laughs> if, if look, if someone comes along and wants to say, dude, you didn't put the scorpions in the list. or We're just talking. Yeah, right. Guess what? Fuck off. These three <laughs> Gitmo bros, scorpions weren't going to win anyway. So we get to make the rules here. So everyone can suck it. Okay. <laughs> so here's the first one. And the three, the, okay. because there are three of us, we'll always have an answer of which one. Versus, is versus. Yeah, yeah, versus. Okay. Okay. Can I stop you right there? You, you're, yeah. you're doing a, a German influence fucking brackets and you're going to fucking kick the scorps out at the top. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, I, I, that's why I, I was blanching at that myself. You're making Christ. a good point. <laughs> just don't cut them out like they could be in. I mean, you can't tell me what to put I mean, in. Maybe they're 13, but you know, whatever. This, you know, it, Cinderella <laughs> wildcard story. Plus, we get fans in Germany. That one guy. <laughs> well, now that now that he's heard that those bad German accents, that he's right. he's going to stop listening out. anyway. Yeah. Unfollow, unfollow. <laughs> one star review. Rockets. <laughs> okay, let's let's uh, let's get going here. Okay, do it. ACDC versus Judas Priest. ACDC. Yeah, uh, DC. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. I got it. Just fucking. Okay. It. It's a tough one, though. It's a tough okay. one. Okay, this one's for George Aerosmith versus Kiss. Shit. Aaron, you got a you got a you got an answer on that? Oh yeah, Aerosmith. <laughs> a second. You know, I'm gonna go Aerosmith too. Really? I am. Wow. I would have gone Kiss, but you guys, it's two against one, so we're saying Aerosmith. Yeah. All right. Black Sabbath versus Led Zeppelin. 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 Yep. Okay. By the way, he's writing all this on a paper with a bracket. I have the sheet. I'm going to send you guys a sheet. And it has the ear and loathing logo Logo. on it. (laughs) This is an official. This is this is a pad of paper with many brackets. I'm going to email you guys the PDF. I I want you guys to do your own version version of brackets. And it can be like speaking of of uh, Top Gun. You could be Tom Cruise movies. It could be breakfast cereals. Whatever you want it to be. Okay. Do your own brackets and bring it in for your kibitz. Pebbles versus Count Chocula. Okay, Bon Jovi versus Metallica. 
Metallica. Bon Jovi. <laughs> oh, I'm, I get to decide on this yeah. one. I fucking hate both of them. <laughs> but which one can I tolerate more? Bon Jovi. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Um, Deep Purple versus Motley Crue. Psst, Motley. Motley Crue. <laughs> nah, I lose because I was going to say Deep Purple, but fine. Uh, Def Leppard versus Motorhead. Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Um, yeah, I probably would do that too. But it has to be pre... Like their first two albums. All right. But because all that shit with pour some sugar, I mean, everything can go eat. Well, dick. We're moving on now. Yeah. <laughs> Guns and Roses versus Rush. Guns. Guns. You guys suck. I would have said Rush. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Iron Maiden versus Van Halen. Psst, Van on. Halen. Of course. Van Halen. Of course. <laughs> and, all right. era. and I like Maiden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I like all these still, bands. Yeah. This is a hard choice. I know. I know. This it's This is ridiculous. But uh, <laughs> okay. Next bracket. ACDC versus Aerosmith. ACDC. I'm going to say Aerosmith. I'm going to say ACDC. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Led Zeppelin versus Bon Jovi. Zeppelin. Oh, Zeppelin. Zeppelin, yeah. <laughs> Motley versus Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Uh-oh. Motley. <laughs> I got to go with Def Leppard. Sorry, George. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suck it. Suck it, asshole. <laughs> this one makes me really happy because I know this, this guy's going down. GNR versus VH. Van oh, Halen. Van Halen. Of course. Yeah. I think the guys in Guns N' Roses would agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course they would. Yeah. Okay. We're getting down to the top, tippy top of the of the levels here. Are we, are we in the finals? The final four? The sweet, final four? The, the sweet 16? The whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, ACDC versus Led Zeppelin. ACDC. ACDC. I think I'm with you guys yeah. on that. I know this is going to come out. I already know. I do too. That's tough. It's really. I can feel it. God damn it. Yeah. Dev Leopard versus Van Halen. We got a clear Van Halen. Winner. Yeah, Van of course. Halen. All right. Well, you know what it came down to. Yeah. In fact, these are my top two hard rock bands of all time. So this is this is pretty fucking. This is what makes us who we are. And let's I, let's I talk this I'm, through. Two bands that uh, had two lead prominent lead singers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Two different lead singers. Yep. Um, yeah. Two defined eras. Truly, if you want to think about it, because like they got. For ACDC, they got slicker uh, yep. after after Bond, uh, yeah. as, you know. As did Van Halen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Van Halen was a different band, though. A lot different. Yeah, ACDC was different, but not. Yeah, the ethos it, of 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 yeah. ACDC stayed the same. It did, yeah. Because of the brothers. Yeah. And by the way, both brothers, brothers bands, both brothers yeah. bands. We found the secret sauce, guys. Yeah. All right. If only well. we had. Wait, do you have a brother? Yeah, I have but two brothers. Not a musician. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You should start a band with him. I should. <laughs> I think Nate Nate plays uh, flugelhorn. No, <laughs> he plays. Uh, I think he played saxophone for all, but he he's a drummer. Believe it or not, right. he's a lefty too. He plays the Phil Collins way. Well, people love goes. double drums and bands. Goes. Love it. That's right. <laughs> I don't understand. That's one of the things I do not understand. But back either. to it. Let's do it. Okay. Well, okay. Big, so, big so where finish. do we stand on AC? See, the, the Van Halen thing is hard for me if we're factoring in Sammy Hagar because that. I, I don't know. I can't. I don't. I can't Van Halen rules even with half of their career exposed. That, in this, agreed. In this like, particular agreed. That's what I was going to the say. The first yeah. half is so great that it. Yeah. Even with that monkey you, on their back. It can withstand. It's still not a bad yeah. monkey. <laughs> ACDC is beautiful. ACDC is beautiful. Yeah. But yeah. they. But it's just. I wanted to be in Van Halen. I wanted to. You know. It, I didn't. You know. I, I never felt that way about ACDC while I love them to death. But I think it's clearly Van H- VH for, for this kid. And I drove through Pasadena to get here. Yeah. Boom. You drove Pound by Daily Love. Yeah, I did. 
doing karate kicks in his front lawn. I did. Ki yeah, he almost <laughs> kicked, he almost kicked me. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess like f- fucking the first half of Van, Van Halen's career is impervious to to the garbage we call Sammy Hagar. So I think we have a winner in Van Halen. I kind of knew this was gonna end yeah! up this way anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so guess what, society? We figured it out. Discussion over. Yeah, it took two minutes. You're in loathing. You're in loathing. The authority on everything. In this case, hard rock. We Van do Halen, it for you. We do it for one. you. Yeah. We do it for you. <laughs> well, they the, are the number one rockers apparently in this bracket. In, in brackets. <laughs> let's do. Let's do. Uh, first, let's do uh, this. I have my answer. <laughs> I have my answer. And an outro as well. Brackets. Brackets. Ear and loathing. Did you do who to you you and Xavier who did no, this? No, no. <laughs> it was I could not believe I found this. There's there's a website where you can just put a word into it and it, and you can do different accents. <laughs> And it, yeah. with with different people, yeah, right. Like there's there's Otto and Hans and Klaus, and it's all different guys' voices. And I, I'm trying to get them to, to say Gitmo Bros was was very difficult. So I had to spell it differently so it would sort of come out sounding like Gitmo Bros. So, so you're just sitting here like, hmm, I don't know. I like the Klaus take number three, but I, Otto four is pretty good. You guys, I had a lot of time on my hands this week. <laughs> so yeah, there we go. That was a pretty efficient little. Uh, Kibbit's corner this it time. Was. Well done, lads. It was. I think that we hurt. we have I, our our tastes and music are more similar than I thought they were. I thought that w- there was going to be a lot of debate and possibly even fisticuffs, but yeah, no. we we didn't really missed on a few. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got there. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So I'll say I'm going to send you guys a PDF of the of, oh, yeah. the, of the brackets. It's a big pad, form, big pad of paper, <laughs> and you and you guys uh, come up with your own if you so desire. If you so desire, this is a yeah maybe a new feature. Who knows? Uh, so. <laughs> Now is the the part I've been dreading for the last two weeks. Mm. It's when I get taken down. You are gonna get it <laughs> to a little place that we call the torture chamber. Torture chamber. Okay, I'm not gonna bullshit you. Okay, I don't really give a good fuck what you know or don't know, but I'm gonna torture you anyway. Suffering. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. Here I go. <laughs> Who's first, Damon? I don't remember the rules. Oh god! I think Aaron would be first. We tor- no, we tortured Aaron last time, and yeah. I went first. So I think you have to go first. Okay, boy. Well, brace yourself. I'm surprised no one thought of this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, George is up first. I uh, am. Are you gonna hate me right away? <laughs> sitting here, quaking in my pants for this. This is gonna pants quake. Oh open, my God, George! She's gonna open a can of you fucking worms. Son of a bitch! Fucking can of worms here. <laughs> Disco <we> duck. Nope. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Worse than that. <laughs> oh boy, here we go. Oh. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> okay, we're. This we're is all... essentially Disco Duck. Yeah, <laughs> this is a kiss, kiss, kiss by credited to John Lennon and Yoko Ono, but yeah. let's call it what it is: it's a fucking Yoko Ono song. <laughs> and uh, 
I, I haven't I haven't heard this in years. So yeah. this is going to be kind of certainly all the way through. Like, it's been a, a punchline. Yeah. I have a whole story to go with it. If okay. as soon as we're ready, ready. All right, <laughs> we're gonna we'll get a little into it. Here. And I'm very interested since you guys are Beatles fans, and I'm less of a Beatles fan, <laughs> right. a lot less of a okay. Beatles fan. Yeah. <clears throat> this is like as far away from the Beatles as you can yes. get, right? Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, <laughs> listeners. Oh, she's such an asshole. She's such a fucking asshole. And and by the way, this this uh, the band is great because it's the same guys who played on the all the John Lennon songs from this album. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And so like, and it's very you know. I, I hope I'm not stepping on your toes, George, no, no. but I know that like it's very punk, like new wavy punk, yeah, intentionally yeah. because that's what was going on. And I think John and Yoko were really into like mm. stuff. That's they were impressed nope. with B fifty twos and said, they, they, like, yes. oh, this may be Yoko's time. That's if the B fifty twos can yeah, be a thing. That's the story. That's yeah. what I wanted to ask you guys if that was horseshit and even that No, that's real. That B the B fifty twos are influenced by her for her art and because she was a legit, what I'm gonna say, you know, avant garde ar- ar- art. artist yeah. prior to this, this studied with people in twelve tone songs and but, this all this shit that she did. Uh, can I interject this real yeah. quick? Mm-hmm. A, a story that Paul McCartney <clears throat> told about George Harrison. Yeah. And I'm I'm assuming this was directed in, uh, at a conversation they were having about Yoko yeah. behind John's back. Yeah, he, Paul didn't say that, but I'm going to assume like this is where George used to, used to call avant garde avant garde a clue. <laughs> <laughs> And I want to believe that they were discussing Yoko when he said that. But anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, that's okay. I was I was blown away that John's like, you know, he was like, you've been doing this kind of new new wave music forever. It's your time now. This is your influence. And then they said Lena Lovitch, too, was the other thing that this reminded them of. And that since it was 1980, this was when, you know, and, and I and I was I was fascinated by the. How this started was I have not seen the thing on um, Disney Plus, the uh, uh, Get Back. Right. Is that what it's called? Get Back? Yeah. Uh-huh. But I haven't seen that. But so I started watching clips on YouTube that have leaked out and whatever. And I became fascinated instantly. And I'm like, I've got to fucking see this whole thing. I didn't do it yet. Yeah. But I was fascinated by the, when Aaron told me I would be that just if you're in a band and you watch them work and the things between them. Yeah. And I expect it. And, and all this time, you know, on just not just me, but everybody who's, I'm going to say, it's not that I'm a casual Beatles fan, but I'm not the fan that you guys are. Everybody in the world, Yoko Ono is a, a mem, an idiom for for you, Yoko Ono, you Oko, Yoko Ono, our band, you right. broke it up. Like, that's yeah. a thing. And so I was fascinated to watch her in these clips. <clears throat> I thought she'd be giving her opinion and making faces and whatever. Yeah. And she's nope. just sitting there next to next to... Uh, next to John not saying anything with no expression on her face and yeah. then Paul said that thing of like in 50 years time you know it'll be ridiculous the band broke up because Yoko sat in an amplifier <laughs> and that's when then that's what happened and I was I, I expected her to be a lot more assholey yeah you know and I read about some other stuff where they brought up she was recovering and they brought a bed into Abbey Road yeah. and she was commenting then but that's not in the movie but anyway it started me thinking about this record and about that song because it's widely recognized as the worst one. Yeah. Even though I Googled it and it's not on the top, it's in like seven of her worst songs. It's number <laughs> seven. But it's the one I remembered. And I was curious what you guys thought of it, especially you, Damon, because well, you're in the torture chamber about this. Because then I, am I missing something or is this, is this, 
is this avant-garde? Is it art rock or is it just shitty? For, first what? of all, all her songs are tied for first okay. for worst songs across the board. Uh-huh. But uh, I just have too much to say about this. Aaron, you start because I've got – I mean, I could go for an hour and a half. On That's Joe what Paul I was worried about. Go, go ahead, Aaron. Can of yeah, here. Yeah. I, I've got – as I've gotten older, I've gotten a, a different sort of vibe on Yoko. I think that – as far as this show goes and the effort of this of this inclusion uh, of including this song in this place it's probably best to just focus on the song mostly yeah. the song yeah um i don't i mean i love the b52s all out of proportion i think that they're heroes i think that what they did is unbelievable and what the hell could what the hell were they like where was the paradigm for them? You know, what they made was wholly unique and beautiful. Now, the other thing is, is that I love new wave music. I love that people got to take chances and make whatever the fuck they wanted to make. You know, you could say the same thing about Devo. Who were there? Like, where did that come from? Certainly craft work and stuff like that. And there were, they had, uh, you know, musical fathers and mothers influencing them. And I would say that, that, that Yoko is maybe the same way. Now I was horrified of these songs as a kid, <laughs> as a kid would be. Yeah. I mean, it's, this yeah. is a bit much for a nine-year-old to hear like, what the fuck is this? Well, not and it wasn't the orgasm cute. at the end. <laughs> and it wasn't cute the way the B-52s were cute to a young kid. Right. This was, this was aggressive and kind of creepy. And this is like, kind of, <laughs> this has a bit of like a, and I also don't like being from California. I don't like the, if you know what it feels like to me, her songs feels like sort of an aggressive sort of that side of New York that they're like, fuck you. You don't LA. get it. You don't fucking get it. Pussies. <laughs> You're never going to be able to handle it. You can't hack it and you can't musically hack it. And, you know, I would turn that right around to Yoko and say, fucking back at you, sugar, because this is dog shit. <laughs> it's, it's not. I don't see it as brave. I don't see it as any of those things. I do like the fact, though, that we got. John Lennon to make a beautiful collection of songs and he was perhaps in the same way that I hate I hate to do this to poor Wolfgang but in a way we got Eddie back and Roth back entirely because of Wolfgang Mm -hmm. so if it took not having Michael Anthony and having Wolfgang then it's a job necessarily done so you could say <laughs> I'm guessing Damon's going to disagree. <laughs> that, that like like I needed to get John Lennon back at that time and maybe the way that that was going to happen was like to do this sort of bullshit partnership that no one cared about. Like unless you were some like fucking uh, you know music critic who like some New York dude, you know, like who's going to try to find positivity in this. Outside of taking a chance, it's a chance I should that shouldn't have been taken. <laughs> right, should we hear some more? Uh, <laughs> happy to. I mean, I was just going to go off for about twenty minutes. Okay, on Yoko, but, but but I think we should hear a little just right. to remind the folks what okay, how yeah. bad this is. So. Fair enough. Yeah, it, I know you don't want to do it, but this is part. <laughs> this is the job. Yeah, we're in the torture chamber. What are you going to do? Go. <laughs> you can't fight City Hall. Open wide. <laughs> just one. Just one. No now more, it starts to more, get weird. More. <laughs> and now it starts to get weird. I like I like how she says she says kiss three times, but just one will do. <laughs> uh.
Uh, I'm right. burning inside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right, so we're coming into this little bridge here. Yeah, yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. I, I can't believe Are we're me? applying musical terms to this fucking song. <laughs> oh! A siren. Oh. It's a siren. Woo, 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 woo. I get what Aaron's saying Jesus. about how John didn't seem to capable of doing anything without her, right? At he the time, he, yeah. he needed he needed her by his side, whether it's during in the get back sessions or you know this recording albums in uh, ten years later, whatever. It's my biggest issue is with her, and it, you can apply this to. Her going to the studio when the Beatles were recording, or putting these dog shit songs on an, on a John Lennon album. Yeah. It's she has fucking zero situational awareness. Right. She because John was so, I guess you'd call it supportive of her, or was so quote into her music or whatever the fuck he was in thinking, love with her. She, she could should have said, "Look, man, you're John Lennon, former Beatle." You've got this great collection of cool songs. Let's just put your album out. I'll do my own little side solo album. You yeah. can even release them at the same time. But there was no way she wouldn't have been able to release that entirely. Geff, David Geffen would have that, let her do anything. Yeah. So she make had, a double album. The fact that she's sticking her dick right. into this album, her musical dick. Yeah, she put in, into my eye. And, and look, she <laughs> right and, and our my ears. ears. Yeah, um, she's not a musician and she's not a songwriter. She's not a singer. The fact that she does kind of quote avant garde music is fine. I, it's not good. It's not interesting. It's it's just her yelling and screaming and stuff. But if people like that, I don't care. It's the fact that she had to shove herself into the John Lennon thing and acting like we're equal artists. Well, if if you if. John's going to do like a an art like an avant-garde art project or something. Yeah. yeah. He's probably not going to be as good as you, Yoko, because you're that's your thing. Right. So don't act like you're e- on, on the same fucking equal stature as fucking John Lennon. <laughs> just occurred I, to me how right she, you are. That if they say just for argument's sake that David Bowie was invited to be this record, he probably would say, you know, I'll do one song or I'll be on one of your songs and then you do the record. I I don't need to be, it'd be wrong for me to, even someone as talented as avant-garde as he was. Yeah, right. He would go, no, 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 you, no. I'm not going to take half the tracks on this fucking record. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was... And have them be so, so, so entirely different. Like, we discussed this a bit before. Like, it's, 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 you're going 60 degree, 60 miles an hour in a, you know, in a fucking sports car. And then suddenly you're in an Edsel up against a wall, you know, <laughs> and, and it's, and it's so upsetting. Like, and the music is sort of like <laughs> muscular and <laughs> angular <laughs> and kind Muscularity. of, and it's kind of, kind of compelling. It's of its time. It feels sort of like a new AV, like almost like the vapors or something, you know, totally. it's very, it's very jerky, herky jerky. And that's of its time. And I, I've got no problem with the music. Well, I was going to, I was going to ask you guys that. It's just she's floating over it. I was going to ask you guys that because I, it occurred to me because I happened the other day to hear Blondie Atomic. Okay. And I, I don't know if it exactly reminded me of this, but I thought, you know, in Debbie Harry and Blondie's hands, is this song better? Yeah. It was just create a melody as opposed to Is it sexier? Yelling. Is it, you know, is it, is there something better about it? You know, the mm-hmm. orgasm part mm-hmm. aside. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the melody. Yeah. Right. yeah. Could it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, any singer <clears throat> doing it. Yeah. You, you have a point. I mean, someone could maybe cover this. Or yeah, maybe literally John could anyone. have sang. John could have maybe sung it or something. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Yeah. 
That's why I just wondered, because what Aaron's saying about of the time, you look at you're like, oh, well, this does sound like new wave music. Yeah. It's just, it is. and I wondered yeah, someone I, I would, would say be, it is. Yeah. I feel like yeah. because she's female and Japanese and that, untalented. <laughs> no, no, her, her, uh, she's got, she's a, a minority. She has the, those checks, those two minority mm-hmm. boxes and therefore people get uncomfortable, um, criticizing her. Oh, right. Yeah. Even though it's this shit, like there's a lot of people, including the B 52s. Like I could see how they would, they giggled listening to her music. Right. And then, and then took some of those weird elements and, and applied them. Here's, here's, here's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Paul McCartney said this in a very gentle, friendly way, but he said, you know, I, I would take these avant-garde musical elements and we would apply them to Beatles stuff, like right. a backwards uh, guitar solo or yeah. uh, the, the big orchestra swell in A Day in the Life. Because he would be out in London, you know, single guy swinging around, yeah. And he would go to these weird art shows, and he go, he just pluck a little piece of it and apply it to to a beat to a Beatles thing. Lennon, on the other hand, in his hands, you get fucking Revolution Number no. Nine, which is that right. number nine, yeah, right. which is eleven minutes of just unlistenable <laughs> right. audio collage. It's right. it's crap. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> Lennon just had no filter. He couldn't he couldn't do. And so when you've got his wide open brain, which is good and bad. Yeah. And she just like a total fucking attention Taking whore. advantage of it. Yeah, she's just like, oh, this, this idiot's going to let me put my stupid songs on his album? And it's going to sell millions of copies? Okay, where do I sign up? So this is, she's such an asshole. Because she, she does, she, this isn't valid art This for what she's choosing to do. Her, her artwork is valid art. I'm fine with that. This is not valid art. She's an asshole. Let's hear some more. Okay, let's keep going here. God. We're not to the orgasm yet. <laughs> Sure, showing me her hell, all right. <laughs> well, what are these lyrics, by the I way? I don't know. I don't it's know. a long story <laughs> to tell, and I can only show you my hell. I did not look the lyrics up. I didn't. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Yoko, Yoko with the with the rhyming dictionary. Hell and hell. Imagine being an engineer on this. Like, <laughs> do you remember, Aaron? Like, do you remember the God scene? Damn it. The scene in uh, in Annie Hall when it's a flashback and he's he has he's getting hired as a writer for that really bad comedian, right? right. And he's got that 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 grin kind of pasted on his face because he wants the job, <laughs> right? And he has to pretend that's that, I picture that grin on these on the producer and engineer when John's saying, "I'm bringing in Yoko to do one of her songs." They're like. Great. Great. Yeah, and they had the same fucking chat we did. Like, well, you know, it gets John back out the boat. You know, he wrote some songs. Oh, I know he's going to cut these in okay. the end. He'll just cut them. He will. Maybe they'll gonna... make two records. You know, they're just you know saving time. She's going to be in here right. anyways. <laughs> oh, God. Oof. John, hear me out. Could we do uh, Nobody Told Me and maybe replace a Yoko song? And then she just 
gives them the the Yoko look. And like, I mean, Yoko, let's just stick with what we're doing yeah, here. Right. They start. That's they start. So they, they just have like, like a wink or a nod, and they somebody start. One of their roadies starts dragging a bed in. As soon as somebody <laughs> starts talking some shit, they're like, no, 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 no. It's okay. Take the bed out. Take the bed out. Back it up. Back it up. Back it up. I'll fucking sit on a bed, bitch. <laughs> oh God! Don't get her in the bed. <clears throat> <laughs> What white terror? White mirror, white terror. I thought she was talking about coke, maybe. I got, but who knows? I mean, there's nothing like you know. Were they heroin addicts during this time? That rumor, sure. Okay, right, sure. Okay, sure. Sure. Maybe it's better with a little fucking horsey horse running through your vein, baby. Maybe. So wake. This would wake you up out of a uh, out of a nod. Maybe it did. That's shocking. You cut in there. That was shocking. White terror. Ugh. Okay, go. Yeah, I could hear the the. Who'd you say, <clears throat> Lena? Lena, Lena Lovitch. Lovitch. Yeah, 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 I could. Yeah. I can hear my those lucky kind of... numbers one. Yeah, <laughs> that and there's like you know, I don't know. Maybe it's shitty to keep you know, focusing on on the girl side, but like Laurie Anderson took a lot of fucking chances, but as a sort of mellifluous voice. Now, the other thing that could be said, and what what her supporters may say, is that it was a there is a Western uh, sensibility that we have for our ears, like the scales we're used to right. and things yes. like that. Yeah. And, but that does, it's the, I mean, this that's is- the difference between like that Western music and say like, and um, something you'd hear in like Turkey where there's like, there's weird tones and choices, st- tone sequences that we're not, that we're not used like to. Like Indian America. music or whatever. Yeah. And that's not this. Or, or well, this Japanese. Is, yeah. Japan- I was gonna, yeah. Japanese this is like just, music. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, Japanese. S- yeah. Screaming in atonal <laughs> non-tonal it's not even eight <laughs> <laughs> well it's yeah she's not if, if someone's gonna make the argument that like we're 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 applying our our western sensibilities and prejudices right. to the this is a completely western song other than her dumb voice right, right. the the melody is western the band mm-hmm. is west it's, it's all you know kind of like american slash european art rock right. with her with her dumb voice singing over it right yeah yeah. So there's, the, I'm not buying that either. I have to no, tell you guys no. a, a quick story just because you brought this up. That, so in college, I took a musical cultures of the world class. Okay. Okay. And me and my friend Steve were in it, and we were clearly maybe more me than Steve, like the music guys in the because the way I dressed and everything. Yeah. Everybody else was sort of a sorority or fraternity asshole or something. Yeah. Of course, I got an A in it, but we studied a lot of Japanese music. And learn the learn the uh, the instruments and the tones, and I did learn about oh well to a Japanese person this is the tone this is a scale this is their melodies yeah and I learned about that and one of the funniest things that ever happened is we had to go to a live performance so we go to one and a sorority girl in the class super hot girl that I thought was a complete asshole and probably not funny this is maybe one of the funniest things anyone's ever said to me she hadn't <laughs> spoken to me or Steve the entire class she comes up to us after the show and goes and. This for you guys, a, a biwa is an instrument that, that like a guitar. And she comes out and she comes up to me and Steve and she goes, Oh my god, did you guys see that biwa player? He's hot. <laughs> 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 I thought it was one of the 
most unlikely jokes from an unlikely girl. I went, oh my God, I'm in love with you. Yeah. What, what's your name? I <laughs> Like she totally got like you're still. I go, you're a groupie, so you yeah. love to be. <laughs> but I did learn about what Aaron's talking about with different tones and how you can go. Oh well, this this doesn't apply to this at all because and that's being so generous yeah, to yeah, use yeah. that as a support system, though, for yes. for whatever argument, whatever fucking Robert Hilburn bullshit that they try, and, you know, because yeah. they'd be sitting there, they want it, they don't want also. They probably want to inter- have a shot at interviewing John Lennon at some point. Yeah. God bless, you know, yeah. and like you got to play the game kind of, I guess. Maybe people were talking shit at the time. Like I like to believe that they would, you or, know. Or let's hear some more because the next part with the orgasm is really the thing oh, yeah. that set this apart. You're fixated of, on that, George. Well, yeah. I am because there's a, a point to what you guys are saying is that it, well, already we're listening to this and we're saying, oh, my God, look at me from her right. and then she yeah. adds an orgasm for a minute and fucking half on this yeah. which was the controversial part of this during when it came out yeah well, John, that overshadowed how bad this song is i'll imagine <laughs> that there was this there was a discussion or she thought that like when john lennon did cold turkey he you know he screams in agony for you know about two minutes and so maybe she believed that she had one in oh. or two well, I didn't you know? know that, but all right. <laughs> yeah, and that was that was you know albums before this, and so she's like, well, why can he have this this withdrawal pain? How is that any different than the pain of you know orgasm slash relationships? Like, okay, well, all right, mm-hmm. yo, whatever. Let's get to it. <laughs> I'd rather hear having a uh, having withdrawals. <laughs> I'm having if, withdrawals if, for if the rest of the choice. record, if given not a choice. her side. If given a choice, I'm starting heroin because of this. <laughs> Dude, do you have any extra? <laughs> right. I'm just going to snort, and then I'm going to work up to shooting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Baby steps. Baby steps. Me love. Oh. Just one kiss, kiss will do. Yeah. <laughs> Ear and loathing after dark strikes again. Is everybody out there having a good time? <laughs> By the way, the, the background thing with the hand claps is, and, and, and the percussion is really cool. Is it? That's I, what and I'm, I'm saying. I'm like, it's like musically, I haven't listened to this in maybe ever. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and yeah. musically, I'm, I'm inspired by what's happening musically. I think it's like, it's pretty crazy. And I would never give it the time of day because you're just, she's hit you over the head with like that, you know, that medieval instrument that's got a ball that has spikes on the ball. Like the ball's not gnarly <laughs> yeah, enough right, yeah. to brain you and kill you. A mace that's Yeah, cool. they have spikes on the ball. It's overdoing it. Yeah. Gee, <laughs> Yoko's the spike on Lennon's. And, and, and by ball. the way, I think this, the song. Well said. I think this song. Nice. Well, if only Here's I had a t-shirt. piece. <laughs> Does, I, I think I don't know how long, how far we're into this, but I think the song's pretty much over, and the rest is orgasm, right? Yeah, there's like another forty-five seconds or so. Okay, well, let's, let's hear it. Another thing I didn't need to hear is Yoko's orgasm. <laughs> Yoko's big O, big Ono. <laughs> Do you think like like uh, Mick Jagger and Pete Town like other, his contemporaries were just yeah. kind of like laughing? Like, <laughs> poor, had, poor John. Oh my shit. god, he is so fucking pussy. Whipped. I've never heard like, anyone this pussy whipped in my life, yeah. and, I, and I was in love with Marianne Faithful. <laughs> that is, the, it, it is really the Mount Rushmore of, of whips. <laughs> yeah, like there is no one more. Uh, yeah. in, in this scenario, and like in, we've made the I, I made the arguments earlier, but 
it's still the way it plays out. Oh, oh my god, damn it! Okay. And also, let me ask you. Let me ask you a practical question. Mm-hmm. So, At this is point, there any <laughs> chance? Is there any chance that she is faking an orgasm? Like, okay, so how deep is the art? And so, and like, why would they stop there? Why would like decorum? So she she just is fucking going for it, probably. I mean. You think it's a real? She's she's giving us the real deal here. That was a discussion at the time. I yeah, read about like it, yeah. if she didn't do it for real, then why? Why? Like, are you are you balls to the wall or are you fucking not? You, you fucking are. Is it an guard, act or, aren't you? or not? Yeah. Is it? Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, is it an I, act or what? I read that, that she was that they there was a whole thing where she it is fake and she did it in the studio. And oh, she was she was concerned that every that all there's people in the studio and they turned the lights down instead sure. to give her comfort in doing this, but she was uncomfortable doing it to start with. I wish they had turned the volume down to give me comfort. <laughs> the same guy who 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 came up with that story also came up with a story that they pumped Rod Stewart's stomach and they found a gallon of sperm. <laughs> no, no, my my brother works at Cedar Sinai. It really happened, guys. He's the same guy who took the gerbil out of Richard Gere. <laughs> Uh, so whether this is like her normal vocal affectation sound like some version of an orgasm anyway. So yes, why, like why a people orgasm? Sure. Yeah. So why wasn't this? Obviously, this is fake. This is like a, you know, a Wednesday for Yoko. <laughs> this, is the, this is the fourth verse. In the horrible charade of talent that is your life. <laughs> All right. Uh, Let's keep going here. Back to orgasm. Get the baby oil. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> there she is right there. There's the hook. There's the hook. <laughs> That's, this, is as go- this is going on forever. Yeah, I know. Is that the whole end of the song or yes. does it kick back in? No, it's the end of the song. It keeps Five, doing that. Six, seven, yes, it does. <laughs> and dun 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 ba da dun. All right, everybody. I'm Yokomono, and this has been the show. And <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, before I forget, this is something from my childhood. You know, this album came out. Yeah, me and my sisters would listen to it because mm-hmm. yep. it, you know it was John Lennon and and uh, my mom. Speaking of German speakers, going back to the to the <laughs> rockets yeah. se- segment. Uh-huh. My mom had a friend from Germany. Her name was Gisela, which is mm-hmm. which is G I S E L A, I believe. Yeah, right. And it's a very beautiful German name. Yeah. But just to make fun of my mom when we were kids, <laughs> we we my mom would say, "Oh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna be Gisela for for dinner tonight." We 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 would go, "Gis Gis Gis Gisela, <laughs> just one Gisela." <laughs> 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 I, I have a I have a story too as well about about this which I dude I poor to... Sherry Del- I'll just get like every episode look she shouldn't pick friends who have names that sound like a Yoko Ono song yeah we're, we're it's on her known. I, known. a few a few episodes when you guys asked me about one other thing that that brought this back for me was that so when I will never forget because we're decorating our Christmas tree it was December eighth nineteen eighty and. And it comes, and they interrupt the Christmas music, and John Lennon's dead. Mm. He's been shot. And my mom and I are on both sides of the Beatles, where she's too old and I'm too young. And neither one of us really are Beatles fans. But we felt terrible, and they just kind of ruined... You know, it was just something, you obviously, you felt terrible about. It was also maybe more poignant, because my mom had just turned 40 that year before. So I understood what being 40 meant, and how young it was, or whatever, and how tragic this was. And so then... 
So then we then she goes out, I guess, must have been just her because it wasn't me, and goes out and she buys Double Fantasy. And we listened to it in the car and everything. I was telling you guys what you asked what we agreed upon or mm. influences. And I remember that so we liked the John Lennon songs, like especially watching the wheels. And that was something we both could agree on and listen to. And then I don't know, I forget the order of the thing, but I feel like this was next. Yeah. And we listened one, to one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Yeah. Is that what it is? Tough. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I don't know which song is after watching the wheels, but every like she and I tried to listen to the Yoko songs. And this is two different generations and two different perspectives. And we both made a face like we were being tortured. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, we, yeah. we both go like, this would come on and be, I'm watching the wheels go around and then they're not and roll. And we'd like, oh, that's great. And we'd be riding along. And then a Yoko song would come on and we both would go, uh. <laughs> like someone had stuffed shit in our mouth. And we were like, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's not like, I, I thought and, we'd and, be and, like, what is going on? Like, no one and got your mother it. would be the furthest, the other side of it. I mean, if she's coming from a Percy Faith kind of, place yeah. like, like yeah <laughs> Wait, no, but she, i didn't get it either like ne- no one got it I, and i thought yeah Yoke, i mean it was that, just and i thought well what a great literal torture song because she and i it felt we made a face like we didn't understand any of this yeah do you think her you publishing know, company was called the yokes on you <laughs> <laughs> like where she's like no i'm full of shit baby I, I'm, just having a, I'm having a blast <laughs> yoke on your face <laughs> you really got yoke on your face yeah this is the greatest performance art in the world she spent 70 years just rocking us with like i can't believe they're fucking buying she's like makes andy kaufman look like fucking uh, <laughs> fred uh, flintstone carrot top yeah <laughs> yeah and and the the worst part is that a lot of people bought into her bullshit it's not just right. like we all we all just roll our eyes and go oh, it's a yoko song what's well, the a, power it's, of there's the, a lot of people the, say she's a genius it's the power of because i mean i don't know who would pay her any mind I don't know. Maybe that's shitty to say. Who the fuck knows? You're right. One of my I don't know who bought who or why was she bought into. I don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah, like she'd be getting her albums would come out in say I don't know 1987 or whatever. She put yeah. an album out and people would seriously review them in like Rolling Stone and the Los Angeles right. Times. You get a season a, a of legitimate, and all that. Yeah, you yeah, get right, a legitimate yeah, fucking yeah. Yoko Ono yeah. album review as well, if it's a real album. I read a lot about it. You guys know that like that in the in the uh, not trance but like dance music they've revived this and they remix it and stuff. Did you guys know that? Like in the 2010s, they started remixing yeah. a bunch of her I could stuff s- and making it into songs because I guess. it's novelty so, shit. Yeah, it's right. like when it's like when uh, um, who, was it Jay Z or somebody used um, "It's a Hard Knock Life" right, right, for, right, for, right, on yeah, a hip hop song? Yeah, right. It's yeah. the same thing. It's like it's so ridiculous to put that stuff into a, right. a song that yeah. we talk about fingernails on a blackboard. Oh yeah. my god! Like I, it hurts me to hear. I would assume I'd rather listen to Yoko. <laughs> really. Um, no, I'm being outrageous, of course. <laughs> okay. uh, I'm having course, you on, I'm aren't joking. I? <laughs> okay. He's pulling a Yoko on okay. us. Dude, so, wouldn't uh, it be rad? Dude, how amazing would it be if she's like, no, oh, I'm full of shit, baby. I'm from Barstow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just having you on, you cocksuckers. Come What's on, the man. matter with you? Yeah. My damn. name's Angela. <laughs> <laughs> she pulls a mask off. She's not even Japanese. She's like, baby, I love the Beatles, man. I was begging them to stay together. <laughs> My name's Angela. <laughs> uh, guys, can we be done with this? Please? No, no. I was just going to say, and back to the orgasm. <laughs> oh, really? A little bit more. Oh, Come on, right. a little bit more. I'm just surprised that it's staying on this 
section. I thought it would go back to no, at least the, me, gr- the original groove. By the way, I hadn't heard it, I hadn't heard it in a long time either, and I was surprised. So go ahead. <laughs> the guy does a Ringo fill. Kiss, 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 kiss me. <laughs> you know that they had to watch the room mics on this with the positions. <laughs> just a hi-hat mic picking up. <laughs> the the engineer is just like the engineer just like <laughs> staring at the producer like directly in the eye as he drops the microphone into the trash can. <laughs> we got to get rid of this. The <laughs> side houser is no the good toilet. anymore. Right, right in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> got to uh. hose down the entire dude. <laughs> <laughs> Mo, mo, mota? Mo? She, she's saying, I think she's saying, don't stop in Japanese is what this is. And then John is in there too. I thought she was talking about Manny Mota. No? <laughs> Legendary first base coach. For first base coach, yeah. <laughs> I thought she was into moto sports. <laughs> she sounds like a lot of work. Okay. <laughs> I got a whole right, I'm done. Thing I can't take on. anymore. Okay. This is this is okay. ridiculous. Okay, okay. I'm really surprised <laughs> one of you did not bring this up. I really am surprised. I couldn't believe no one I had found the guts. It. You're like a, you're like Yoko. You you have the guts that we as Westerners do not have. <laughs> well, the as Westerners, I'm not a wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> I, it's 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 great. a the, the idea is to torture the guy. I don't, <laughs> yeah. This the, I, okay. Okay. I I want her to stop doing okay. this. Okay. <laughs> You know what? I'm. I may have you beat, George. No, really? Uh-oh. Okay. Jeez, I thought I was very confident. Yeah. I, I'm taking bri- taking Damon into consideration. I'm bristling. I, I may have you. I'm beat. bristling I may, now. I may okay. have you beat specifically okay. taking him into consideration. Okay, let's let's hear this. I thought this was the worst thing anyone's ever done. It's Aaron's awful. Dude. Bringing it. Okay. All right. Are we ready to what click ex- on click on what Aaron's a, submission? What, what an exciting blocket. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Do All it. right. Here do we it. go. Aaron torture coming up. Ah. <laughs> oh shit. Well. Okay. I know this. <laughs> is that in? Is that in the in the beginning where they in, of the yeah. song itself? Yeah. The album they... is called "Dirty, Rotten, Filthy, Stinking, Rich." The album that Cherry Pie is on. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, it's not, is it? It's that's from the previous album was called that, and then this was this album was well, called. This Cherry it's Pie. called Cherry Pie. Sorry. Yeah, right, yeah. Sorry. They, You're right. He's right. Going, He's right. Yeah. Aaron's straightening me out in my warrant. That's <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, baby. All right. Is that Janie Lane? That is Janie. Yeah, Lane. baby. R.I.P. He's, he's R. got R. a like a super punchable face, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, is he? He died, right? R. R. Suicide. Oh. And I'm going to tell you why, and you're going to feel bad after this song's over. He probably was just like was so mortified by what he brought to the world. He's like, what he had I'm rot. sorry. Yeah. That's absolutely correct. <laughs> Is it really? Yep. Play the song. He went oh, back on that, George. I found more out about that. Really? So we can okay. have a discussion okay. on okay. that. Yeah. yeah, this is, by the way, sorry, I keep stopping it, but um, this is exactly what I'm talking about when we were having our Van Halen discussion last week, yeah. which is 
trying. These guys are trying so fucking hard to be Van Halen. Right. He's the one I told you. He's the monkey. He's the guy that's hunched over. <laughs> yeah. Right. Him, this is him. He's, he's on the, the far one. left. He's the fourth one in the, in the <laughs> diagram. Yeah. <laughs> he's behind Brett Michaels, which you know, saying something. Yeah. <laughs> these 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 lyrics are otherworldly yeah. uh, in their stupidity. So let's they let's are. roll it. They okay. Are. Okay, Aaron, tell us those lyrics. All right, swinging on the lawn. Or it's swinging on the front porch. F- swinging on the front porch. Swinging on the lawn. Swinging where we want, because there ain't nobody home. home. Swinging to the left. Swinging to the right. I'm thinking about baseball. I'll swing all night. Yeah. 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 See, because yeah. he doesn't want to come. <laughs> Thanks, George. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. He's thinking about baseball to to make it go longer, so you can see his. Uh, punchable face all that much by more. the way he married this girl <laughs> and they have a child <laughs> if he didn't if he didn't if he wanted to hold out Bobby longer Brown. He, he should have played the sound of Yoko Ono having an orgasm <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, now you got to stop here. Okay, that is very, the that chunk there represents yeah, the worst stuff that's ever happened at all. So <laughs> it's, it's we true. we left you, we left you off last with yeah yeah yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so then it's swinging in the living room, swinging in the kitchen. Most folks don't because they're too busy bitching. Swinging in there because she wanted me to feed her. I mixed up the batter and she licked the beater. <laughs> now, come on. Now, the beaters is dick. So even so, let's let's let's. What what this man desperately wants to be is in this moment. I agree that everybody wants to be Van Halen. Who the fuck doesn't? But what he wants to be mostly, I think, is Steven Tyler with that little chunk there. Because oh, the Steven, kitty in the middle and all that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, Steven would do. Record. Yes, right. Yeah, the zip zap zappity do kind of thing. <laughs> but what what none of the pretenders to the throne ever have is. Charm panache and wouldn't burn the joke into your arm. It would be <laughs> left of center. We're like, say, Sammy Hagar. Sammy Hagar is right down the middle. And as a result, they had number one records and sold maybe more. So sometimes that works because he's speaking to like a heart place. And so you're then speaking to women more and you're going to sell more records because you doubled your fan base. But with this, when you're speaking, when you're burning the joke so obviously, it's fucking, it's not, it's not funny. It's not clever. It's not sexy. It's fucking stupid. And then it's fucking like shitty to women even more. It's not like, it seemed to me that with Van Halen, with, with Roth's sexiness, he was always just a little bit of a sad sack. He was, he was getting jammed up. Hmm? He, he, he was wanted to win, but was kind of like, it's not going to work out completely. Uh, yeah, my, one of my favorite Roth moments of all time is when he's, when he's trying to, he's at the end of Beautiful Girls, he's doing that rap. He's like, hey, where are you going? Come back. Right. You know, like she, she just glanced at him and kept walking. And, yeah, and, yeah. and that's that's very charming for him to, to, yeah. for, to take that, posi- that kind of uh, uh, self-effacing position. 
Right. And, and so, and what's not happening is, is this at all. And it ends up being way grosser in the video, like a slice of pie, like falls down right between her legs. Yeah. Yeah. I just saw It's that. like, it's so fucking unbelievable. And then you don't even have to be like Joe feminist to find this disgusting. <laughs> Wait till you, you get know, to the part I mean, where they shoot her with a hose. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like it's, and, and, and then she, oh my God. And so like this stuff, this stuff, what we were talking about, like Limp Bizkit before, about like, whoa, this is pretty gnarly. That song, that this supports my argument that that song is fucking nothing on, it's like benign as fuck, as I said then. This, it, this whole product is much, much worse than that. And I think the gals at the time, or like that poor gal, was it Bobby Brown? Yes. George? Yes. That she was. Probably had to act like she was in on the joke, and fucking maybe she was. Who knows? She, oh, who, she who married fucking needs Jane. my ass. She yeah, married who needs Jane. my ass. You know, so yeah. she was a big star out of out of this. So who needs me? But man, it bummed me out. Even then, it bummed me out. And I was what nineteen when this came out in nineteen ninety. Uh, so, yeah, this is yeah about yeah. Rotten this was nineteen ninety. Yeah, this is Yo, towards shit. the end. That's why it's gone so far wrong yeah. by the end. Uh, let me let me ask at this point. I ask a practical question. <laughs> I'm interested, Aaron, in you or Damon. Then, so the difference between this and Pour Some Sugar on Me, which are both well, it was songs, influenced by s- songs was, loved by strippers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this was their version of of trying to do that. Like, so with this with this song, what I learned about is that yeah. they had the entire record Dunzo, right? And much like Pour Some Sugar on Me, so yeah. the entire record's Dunzo, and they are gonna go. And then Don Einer. Yep. who was the head of the label at the time, Donnie, said, <laughs> what we don't have is a Pour Some Sugar on Me yep. or Love in an Elevator. We don't have that on this. It's right. a good record, but it, mm-hmm. we don't have that. And so Janie Lane, in an hour, right. wrote this. Yep. And, he was, like and he was essentially, because he was told, the missive was, give me Pour Some Sugar on Me. So it's that, and then, you know, voice, off voice, off voice. So it's the same... Mm-hmm. Kind of deal, and like the sauciness of love in an elevator, which again has charm up the ass compared to this. Right. It's a weird thing to say, like you know, it, you know, fucking in an elevator is not singing. Like her vagina is like a cherry pie. <laughs> it's this is this is towards the end. That's the thing of all this. It's towards the end. And, it's so and, ridiculous. Well, and you, so you do know within that story also that there's another song in this record called Uncle Tom's Cabin. Was gonna be the name of the record and, and was gonna be the single, right? Single, and it's and that's a, a step towards the serious. From yeah, it's sort Jane. of dark. It's certainly it's a, dark. It's a dark, it's a dark song. It's about right. racism. It's it's a it's a, about a, banjo a murder. On it. It's about a murder. It's and he <laughs> wanted to be more serious. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no one people want cherry pie pussies from you. But yeah. Let's write that. <laughs> and he did. Right. And now he, and then he hated himself for it his rest of his life. I that's what I understand, Aaron. What is there a difference? That story? absolutely happened. And there was that yeah. famous interview where he's all loaded. Yeah, he's all and, fat. And he was on Celebrity Fat Man or whatever you call it and all that with Vince <laughs> well, he was, he's, and, and he's got like a big glass of wine in his hand and he's like, yeah. I'm the cherry pie guy. It fucking sucks. And like people have that burned into their head. But apparently what happened later is that he was interviewed when he wasn't drunk and he was saying like, look, let's clear something up right now. I My mother had just died. I was in a horrible position. And yeah, I got over that because how awesome is it to write a song that lasts? Yeah. And that's just the way it is. It made my career. Yeah. And so like he had a apparently a different attitude or like that may have just been another publicist getting a hold of him going like let's save it but like yeah either way sorry if it bummed you out or if it was whatever it's it's fucking garbage yeah it's garbage I, i'm wondering that based on what you guys just said about him and his retroactively retroactive explanations of it right um 
Do you know? I, I may. I hope I have this right. The mm-hmm. story of uh, play that funky music, white boy. That wh- wh- speaking cherry. of cherry, wild, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Speaking of cherries, um, those guys were a hard rock band, I think. And then as a joke, they started writing, playing that song. Oh, I didn't know that. And um, people loved it. Yeah. And of course, it became their only song they're known right, for. Yeah. Because no right. one gave a shit about their so-called hard rock. Yeah. Um, maybe. Warrant was having fu- just ha- were ha- having fun with what they thought was a stupid song, and it, and and the enthusiasm comes out in yeah in the yeah. recording yes, um not that it's good but I'm just saying like it's almost like Aaron we probably did this in the moment it's like we we wrote joke songs in the moment and we had a lot of fun doing it, and then we we got super enthusiastic about the way we were playing them I can't think of one right now but I'm sure we did that yeah yeah um, I mean it the happens. difference is we they weren't recorded and became hits it was just us goofing on in the moment. Well, they also probably thought like, the, hey, the, like, uh, why would this be any? If they were being introspective at all, they probably didn't think that like this was going to be the only song that they remembered from the record, or that it was going to be suddenly the record name would change. Like, they stopped all of the promotion and changed it Dude, because pie. of this. Yeah, right. yeah because yeah. they listened to Einer, and Einer was like, oh, you know, my advice was catered to, and it was a fucking great big hit. And they had a second, the second chunk of their career. The, they had hits on the first record for real. Yeah. Like for real hits. hits. There's three hits on that yeah, first record. Like yeah, like for mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't great songs either. And I think <laughs> I a, what are their other fa- songs? Fair amount of lawsuits from those. Where the Down Boys Go, yeah, da- uh, uh, Heaven. Boys, Heaven and Sometimes She Cries. Those were the three hits. On Sometimes the She Cries. Yeah, so, and a lot of those were, if you, get, if you get a chance, go listen to Down Boys. It's exactly Bye Bye Love from the Cars. <laughs> is it? Yeah, and I believe there's a lawsuit over that. And, and then, then Down Heaven, Boys is a, is a title. Yeah, Down, well, that's what I'm talking about, Down Boys. And then Heaven, yeah. I think maybe the Bay City Rollers sued them? There's something with that. Yeah, anyway. this, this guy crying about being the cherry pie guy, he'd already done damage with that sounds like with those first group of garbage songs, right? Yeah, In but words, certainly like, hope that- It's like, not like he, he went- well, but he wanted to take a step into being something better and different. Yeah, but and we would have ended up with no. fucking November Rain. And they told him no. Well, yeah, Uncle Tom's Cabin. You, you know, I don't love it, but a lot of people. There's do. no way this guy was ever going to be taken seriously. It's like it's like those behind the music's where Leaf Garrett, it's like uh, or, uh, or or whoever <laughs> Donny Osmond wants to be taken seriously, like. Right, I, yeah. The record company made me do that, and my and parents, Donnie will tell you, it's like, hey, man, I, I always wanted to be Procol Harum. I don't know why yeah. they think of me. It's like, Don, what? Donnie wasn't going to be, you know, fucking, you know, uh, David Bowie or something, if, if it only hadn't been for his parents making him do pop songs. Dude, you, you are a fucking lame, teeny bopper idol. Sorry, that's your that's what you are. You're never going to be, you know, fucking Stevie Wonder. By the way, George, Donnie yes. Osmond, yeah. shit talker of the Monas. Really? Yeah, he was such a, he yeah. was an asshole. We were on, really? uh, we weren't on, but Al uh, uh, was on, Al Pippendone was on, uh, fucking bum rushed her way onto uh, Loveline when, when Poor Man was still doing it. We knew a guy who was an, like an intern or something yeah. at, at, at K-Rock mm-hmm. and he talked us or our song onto, onto and Al went up in into the studio where yeah. Donny Osmond was sitting there being interviewed by Poor Man, right, Aaron? Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you want to and, finish the story? And so, the, so they played. The, we had the song "It Burns," which is fucking dope, and it's it comes from the sort of uh, you know the X school. It's it's got it's got a sort of rolling rhythm, and uh, it's really and, a, Aaron. I want to make this clear. That's really the one song that if if the Monas are remembered for anything, it's that song. That's yeah. the song that everybody loved. The band loved it. It was a fucking great song. It still is. Yeah. And uh, and so it got played on K Rock. Go ahead, Aaron. 
And so they put it on and, and Donnie, and like they spun it, they spun it, they spun it and Al's on there. And it must have been a weird position because when she was a little girl, she loved Donnie Osmond. Oh, didn't. Yeah, so yeah. here she is. And then Donnie goes, they say, well, what do you think, Don? And he goes, and he goes, well, I don't know. I'm more of like a melody guy. So then it's kind of a nah, nah, nah. And he sort He's of made fun, fun of the, the melody. melody. <laughs> and then Al looks at him, I think it waits like a beat. She goes like, oh, well, I guess we're just paying our Donnie dues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I mean, shit. all he had to do was say, "That's awesome." Yeah, right. Totally. What a dick! Like, why, why start a fight on the air? Yeah, I guess, I guess, because she yeah. wedged her way into his time. I guess, maybe, maybe but, but like so weird. Like it's like this because he's adorable. Mormon, and this is it's like <laughs> this he is. And it's not like some smelly weirdo dude walked in. It's this beautiful woman is in there and she's got her fucking band and it's rad. And you got to admire her fucking pluck for getting in the fucking room and you've got to talk some shit. <laughs> wow. I, I thought I thought you were oh, telling well. that story you were going to go. And this is it. It's Burns. And this was our cherry pie. And anyway. <laughs> all I know is they got gold underpants. <laughs> They're oh, magic. Magic like, gold right, underpants. Magic, yeah, right. Right. They made Steve Young wear. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Cherry pie. Uh, on behalf of non-Mormons everywhere, go fuck yourself, Donny Osmond. <laughs> Double down on that chorus. Oh, yeah. You know it. And the uh, solo coming up, as if this wasn't upsetting enough for you, Damon, the yeah. solo, they uh, there's plenty of guitar players in this band, but they figured yeah. that they didn't have the, the gunslingery available to them with yep. those dudes. And nope. so uh, they brought in CeCe DeVille to do the shredding for us. Right. And so you got, uh, you, got, uh, you got a little poison in there for you too, Damon, right. which I know that you love them too. So it's a nice sandwich. They brought in everybody else for the record before this. Really? Which apparently the guys we were understanding about, they're like, mm, Bo Hill, I think, produced that record. And yeah. And said, yeah, look, I, you guys can't do this. And they were like, okay, we'll bring some other guys in. And then they had to teach it to them. Yeah. But they, but some other guys did the records. And Janney was the It was like guy. Hal Blaine and Carol Kay. And, <laughs> That's right. I think it was more like the guys from Winger. But Glenn, you know. Glenn Campbell. <laughs> Slightly less respected. <laughs> yeah, I like how they're they're bringing in a ringer in, in this lame music genre is bringing in C.C. DeVille. Right. Well, he's, he, he's considered a ringer like oh he, we gotta get the big was, guns in here he was the only guy poison that the producer thought could play yes <laughs> god yep. but that's like saying that like when we said that the only person that Emilio Estevez could possibly get to sing a country tinge song was JBJ. Uh, JBJ you couldn't make another call look <laughs> slightly deeper into the roll of decks yeah. Jesus Christ he's even got it down to the Choda decks <laughs> where's my Choda decks <laughs> Next, you're going to tell me they brought in Yoko Ono as a backup singer. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> kiss, kiss, kiss. Moto. <laughs> All right. Oh. All right. Smile on your face. Break it down. I'm now realizing why his face is so punchable to me. He's got those John Elway googly eyes. Yeah, he does. Yeah. And, and they're pissing me off. Yeah. John Elway also wears magic underpants. <laughs> How do you think he has wants nothing to do with? Yeah, it has nothing to do with him being a Mormon because I don't think he is. He's not. <laughs> he just does. Take take my word for Too it. Too much time in Colorado. <laughs> I also I hate when when a band will tell you about the instruments in the band. Yes, 
I'm on like, the bass. Swing it to the he's drums. On the drums. Swing it to the bass. Uh, he's, which he's doing did he here. just say that? Or yeah, yeah. No, yeah he's he's, he's it doing it. This is the breakdown. Yeah. Swing to the drums. Swing into guitar. Swing into the bass in the back of my car. <laughs> nice. Thanks, Jane. Because they're fucking Asshole. in the back of his car. Asshole. With what? With, I, the, yeah. with the band? The band is fucking her? Oh, the whole band? Of course. Band? They're squirting her with the hose. <laughs> the whole Christmas. band surfing, squirting her with the hose. They must have, they must have Damon's old Impala. They need a lot of space back there. <laughs> Yeah, you could you could do you could get some, some get into some trouble in the back of that Impala, oh, <laughs> especially when this song's on. You could impale people in that Whoa. Impala. Hey, come on! Are we changing keys at this point? Is that what's going on? What's yeah, what? yeah, and it happens a couple of times, fading out, and then his voice goes absurdly. Tweaked. Uh, um, so yeah, I've never gotten as far into this song. I wanna, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm I'm completely baffled. I'm gonna bring up something later in Jenny's defense, but right now I want to bring up the fact that he had gas, and he didn't rhyme it with ass. Let's just say that he didn't do that. He could have. Jenny Lane had gas. He said he had gas during the song. No, he he had this. He had the word gas. Cherry pie doesn't agree with us. In that last, in that last verse, a gluten thing going on. (laughs) Cherry pie doesn't agree with me. Actually, that's one of the reasons I didn't. Yeah, the bitter irony is I'm allergic to all fruit. Cherries, I can't. I grow root root fruit. I can't. I was going to call it rhubarb. Rhubarb, rhubarb pie, but it, it, it didn't, really didn't. Peach was pie was, was already the, taken. The rhubarb rhapsody. <laughs> I, he had the word gas, and he did not rhyme it with ass. He said fast instead. Well, nice. The one concession. The one artistic the one, concession. The one concession. Yeah. That's because Don Einer told him, hey, man, we, don't, we can't Donnie say Donnie Oh, Donnie. Einer. Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> This is why, Aaron. I don't think you and I could have ever been successful musicians on like a. a, a aside from the fact that we don't have much talent, we never were. Yeah, no, but we like. Let's just say in a in a, in a world where we had talent and people cared about us, um, <laughs> so like, like a multiverse kind of. A if deal? someone, if a record company came along and said, you know, you guys really need your, you know, pour some sugar on me or or your right. your cherry pie. Let's say at that point, this song was already out. And we would just go, no. <laughs> I can't imagine doing a song like this. And, and, and wouldn't you feel... <laughs> it wasn't possible until I met George and then did Ain't No Night Like Tonight like uh, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, no one wants to sign a late 40s rocker. <laughs> go figure. And yeah. cocaine, fame, women, meanwhile, big, big crowds. Meanwhile, yeah. Yoko still has a record deal. And by the way, they'd also say yeah. to you, well, if you're not going to write it, we'll get someone else to. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what did happen. Like, yeah. They got somebody else to do everything. Yeah, right. like, no. <laughs> yeah. yeah the, the record company's got someone else to like empty the trash cans. They got Every job was covered because the Monas were not allowed anywhere near the building. Okay, uh, this song is so... Continuing. Got another like, Continuing. minute and a half here. Fuck. Fuck. And these guys thought they were so funny and cute and like acting out the lyrics when he, he says cry and the guy's rubbing his eye. Yeah, it's not cute. It's not Look, funny. Damon at whenever this, this came America out, America would beg Damon at 20. <laughs> Or whatever I was at when this came out was having the exact same reaction as as you probably this hated day. it more. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, I have someone I know who I, I don't want to say I can't say who it is or what band he he was in, okay. but uh, maybe I shouldn't even tell the story because people will figure it out. <laughs> he had he had a very um, mercenary cutting thing to say when it was announced on the radio that Kurt Cobain had committed suicide. I, oh. I, I just I just don't want to say what he said. <laughs> You've told me the story. I know oh, have I? Yeah, you have. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you off the air, Aaron, <laughs> yeah, yeah. who it was and, and what what he said. But it was fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, I don't. I I can't. I can't okay. do it. <laughs> Get him, Cece. <laughs> what is going on? Did they just say all night long? Yeah, in, dude. In the middle Fuck of yeah. the solo? You want more Goddamn cherry right pie? <sighs> I don't I I'm totally confused about what's going on right now. I understand it's a, it's a break, it's a solo, but the band's just completely playing magic. Weird Magic's parts going on. <laughs> Magic's happening. Let that's it happen. Sounds, Let it happen. That's what it sounds like when you have gas. He's just having a rumbly belly, and they were like, like when they asked what's his nose to to say, hey man, just go explore the space. This is exploring his his CC. bowels, his lower GI tract. <laughs> explore the space. Nice. Nice. Her dad came in. Am I supposed to know who that guy is, by the way? Is Is he he in the backseat, too? (laughs) (laughs) Father came in. He's 6'4". Okay. That's a clever twist on this story. Is she a country girl, see, with the the Daisy Dukes in the boots? Okay. Idiots. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Jesus. Screaming at you. It's only a few seconds That's left. It. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> it's just the only thing you can say is that, like, mercifully, that song is uh, just about three minutes long uh, yeah. in its in its regular yeah. format. Yeah. Uh, and that, uh, you know, he had a big voice. Yep. Uh, that he wrote a hit song in under a minute. And then, and, and like, I love processed drums. I fucking love it. And I will make no apologies for it. But. Those drums <laughs> were asinine as fuck, and they and they sounded phony. They sounded stupid. They everything about it sounded dumb. And like for me to hate on aggressively loud drums, takes yeah, that's off. a. That's and a, Aaron, you're hating on Steven Sticky Sweet. <laughs> Maybe it's because he put pies on the drums. <laughs> yeah, they ended up with that sound. But I I will what, say, Aaron, what, was this written on the same at the same diner that John Bon Jovi quickly wrote <laughs> Place of Glory? <Lord>. <laughs> <and shit. laughs> 
like yeah Janie Lane casually this was dessert. Gla- he this glanced was dessert. to the left and saw the, the, the pie in the case and went I have an idea for a song yes where is this diner it's Bill UK where's this magic diner that yeah. you can write a- <laughs> I want to go sit there and order and order the gravy fries I don't fucking know. Suzanne Vega was in back doing fucking Tom's Diner day. Oh God, uh, you guys! I, let me say one thing. Okay. About this, that um, because I, I was around during this whole time, from starting a Motley Crew, and and, and the, these guys are the end. This is the end yeah. of that. Are clo- very close to it, and I remember by this time, much as uh, same as my uh, analogy about the uh, upright man versus you eventually get down to a to an ape, like yeah, right. <laughs> that by this time, and th- maybe even this song itself, that they. When Warrant was in the clubs, it, the the process of becoming, of starting and, and being nothing and being in Bam Magazine and then getting a record deal, it was so, such a machine by then that you knew, you knew they were going to, like they were in the clubs and then bam, they were at CBS and they were on MTV. Like it just happened. It just, yeah. they were in this machine and not, I guess I'm not um, making an excuse for them for being a part of that but they were young guys and this is where they it well, was a machine it, this wasn't like if you look motley crew starting this each one of them yeah. it got closer to oh that's that's ready made let's go uh, yeah and these guys say, were the example of that were the end of that were well this has gone too far now <laughs> like it, it it really was like well this is gonna wait because i like all right. this and i and it but by then you're like well fuck this has gone too far they were just in the clubs like five days ago yeah you know and yeah, I this know is they, corny and like i never thought of motley crew as corny uh, they you're the goofy and 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 funny moments, but like I didn't ever think they were corny. No, but like this and like dudes, and they were like, dangerous uh, too. They were to yeah, start, like, they were dangerous. Like in the beginning, but like these yeah. guys and like you would know this better, George. But like these guys and Slaughter and and all those <laughs> other bands. It was right around this time, right? It was yeah, yeah, ish. Yeah, but they, yeah, they, and they, they were, Slaughter wasn't from L.A. This these are specifically right. from L.A. In fact, oh, I saw God, I saw Janney's first band, which was called Plain Jane. And he, I remember him coming out with a box of glitter and throwing it on all of us at the Roxy. Lucky, yeah. lucky guy, huh? But yeah, he was George never washed his hair again. I didn't. I had glitter oh. all over me. Great. I was in the back. I did not get glitter on me for that. <laughs> Dudes are fucking punks, dude. It's so but it, lame. It's, but this was a machine by then. Yeah, it I was, was going to say where this Donnie Einer goes. No, we need a hit. Like with a big chomping on a big cigar. Yeah. Like. <laughs> It's not a million dollars for me. You know, it is not easy to respond to that. Yeah, and fucking do it. Otherwise, people would do it all the time. And there's a dime a dozen for. Had they not responded, he would have said, "Okay." And you think he would have fucking loved promoting Uncle Tom's Cabin? No way. So they responded Mm -hmm. to what could have been a slap in the nuts. Yep. And and responded with this insipid jam, but nevertheless, you know. Number Damon one and on I are in the MGB. minority. <laughs> yeah, we're in the minority. Yeah, <clears throat> from the time. So whatever. But anyways, that's my submission, and it fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here in Brit, and this sucks. <laughs> now, does it suck worse? Then kiss, kiss, kiss. <laughs> That's how this show works. This is a tough. Yeah. This is I, a I, tough I, yeah. fucking week, man. This is a beating. As I as we're kind of, I keep floating back to my job as the song was playing. Like fuck, how do I decide between these two? And you know, a lot of times we'll say that, and maybe it's it's a little more clear cut in your brain. This time it really is. I can't. Is there a way to just not make a determination? 
on the show. That's never happened before. I no, there's. I there's think a, you have to. Yeah, I think first. it's. Yeah. It's. I think you have to. But they're both. I really. I agree with Aaron. I. I really thought I had a foot right in your ass <laughs> up to the ankle. But this is. You know, I was gonna use. I was gonna use this in some other time. But I was trying to give you a heavy metal break because you're such easy pickings with that. <laughs> yeah, there are a few. There are a few things that that aggravate me in the music industry more than hair metal yeah. and Yoko Ono. <laughs> And I can talk for hours about both of them and why I hate them and why you should too. So I'm I'm really, I'm trying to figure out like which way I should fall on this because there's got to be a a thing that pushes me over the edge with, with one of these two. I think just, hmm. I think on a societal level, Yoko didn't do as much damage on a societal level as Warrant did with this song. Mm. And Yoko had a good band backing her up, and they did achieve what they were setting out to do, which was like, we want to sound like the B-52s or Blondie or whatever. Mm. And she's aggravating as fuck, but she doesn't come close to what the damage that the guys like these like <laughs> these guys did to society. She's the needle and the damage and every other part of it. In other words, like... Kiss, Kiss, Kiss wasn't a hit. You know what I mean? Right. It's just kind of like a novelty, we all laugh at it song. Right. This, people Attached took to a monster this, record. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to know, like, if... Because there got to, to a point where serious publications were reviewing albums like Warren's Cherry Pie on a serious level. And not just going, this is a one-star, fuck off. They were going, doesn't have the, the, uh, the energy of the first album. You know, they, they took these guys seriously. I mean, Circus Magazine? I don't know. Did, no, did Rolling I, Stone review I'd this? Curi- <laughs> I'd be curious to know if... Yeah, if, of course uh, they did. Rolling Stone got involved. Yeah. They were, mm. Absolutely. They were, they, this was too big a band to not... They're probably on the cover, regard. Right? Probably on the cover. Yeah, yeah. But probably. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not the American version, but certainly somewhere. Can, can I make a quick argument against that? Yeah. I know it's you, but <laughs> Yoko hurt John Lennon. Is there anything worse than that? I mean, forget society. She hurt John Lennon. <laughs> Who hurts John Lennon? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> She was a really good partner. She would have said, "No, I'm not going to hurt you. Make your own record." Like yeah, you she said. yeah, she should have backed off. She I agree. One but of the greatest I, rock stars ever. I have to, I have to come up with something to pick to pick one of these, and 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 they're they're equally as as terrible. But I just think like this song was bigger and therefore did more damage to right. to us, um, as as listeners and just as people and as Christians. <laughs> God fearing Yoko fearing Christian world and, and the Mormon community. Yeah. Did, did, we did, haven't forgotten did, you guys. This did damage to the Judeo Christian <laughs> ethic of world and my my belief system, my belief yeah, which shattered. is what this whole this whole oh. podcast is about. The Lord and <laughs> our Lord's better ideals. than your Lord. And I'm a yeah. Christian and, and, and J, <laughs> J Bones. So I guess you know, with with respect to a fucking awesome submission, George, <laughs> yeah. I have to say that uh, we're giving it oh. to Aaron this week. You're, but you're not a loser, George. You're just the second winner. I'm just... That's right. You know, just, just, second is first loser. Hey, George. <laughs> George, you're still podium, baby. You what? You're still, you're still on the podium. I'm still on the podium. It's just... Picked it's, up your... Uh, I really thought I really thought I discovered something. And I, I, this is certainly... Of course you did. I yeah. mean, that of course was you a did. genius <laughs> submission, but 
fuck, man? It's cherry pie. It's cherry. It's fucking cherry pie. Yeah, and also, I, yeah, and, and like, well, I was beaten with just, my own genre too. Yeah, and some <laughs> other some other song from this genre is not enough to beat "Kiss Kiss Kiss Me Love." It's not. This song is enough. And yeah, that, and, 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 and even including Damon, especially oh. including him. Like, if it was pour some sugar on me, I bet you he would have. You know, I wouldn't have been able to talk shit about the Leps, but like. It probably wouldn't have beat cherry pie. Yeah. Beaten by cherry pie. That is just. (laughs) Uh, Well. Yeah. Fun one. Fun one. Yeah. That was, that was really fucking not only torture, but the the decision-making process was torture. I don't, I didn't know where to go on that. This whole thing was abusive. Yeah. Uh, It's, it's very upsetting. Good for you. You're still standing friend. Yeah. Well, what sorbet do you have for yes, us? Please ha- not let's say it's not cherry sorbet. Good night, everybody. <laughs> M- Majel? Sorbet. Forget that shit. <laughs> You're goddamn right we're going to forget that shit. I hope so. Help us, David. Yeah, like... Help yourself! <laughs> I, I tried to forget Kiss, Kiss, Kiss and Cherry Pie, and you guys brought it back. But I have I have some lyrics to text you guys, just okay. because this is very... The lyrics are very important to me. Okay. And I'm going to do that right now. It's only going to take me a second, because I've already got them. And I, you know, even if you found them online, Aaron, I just don't think they're accurate. But uh, here we go. The Happy mode. birthday! Happy! <laughs> I, I know this one. All right, so I'm going to send this to you guys as I start the song. This is uh, 1981. I'll tell you a little more about it. Um, I know Aaron knows the song, and I'm I'm not sure if George knows it. Probably not. (laughs) But uh, here comes the lyrics, and here comes the song. Aaron, you know this one. Fuck yeah, I do. <laughs> Perfect. Just before it rains, the wind whips round the balcony, and the sky closes. So this is the English Roses by Pretenders from their second album. Oh, that's what this is. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. Pretenders 2. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, second of two now. perfect right. records. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like Aaron now and I, I, right. Right. I think we're 100% in agreement that like, I don't think there's two, a, a band that put out two better first two albums Agreed. than the Pretenders. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not a shitter in the bunch. No way. Nope. And, and what's weird is that this album... Uh, from when I was researching the song, is it, it kind of at the time got a got dismissed as like a sophomore slump, as they say, as if it was a sort of a hurried up. You know, they, they were trying to capitalize on the success of the first album, so they right. needed another Pretenders album, album really quickly. So a lot of people thought it it suffered from that. I'm like, are you guys listening to the same fucking record that I'm listening to? Because yeah. this, if anything, I, w- I would argue that this album's better than the first one. They're both excellent, but this this one I, th- I think I prefer to the first one. Um. So yeah, the English roses. Uh, I sent you guys the lyrics because I just think it's pure fucking poetry. She's the best. She's the one of the greatest lyricists that ever lived. She's like Oscar Wilde, pithy, funny, heartbreaking. She's unbelievable. 
Yeah. And remains so. And remains so after the first two records that we're celebrating, but like remains so. Yeah. One of those few lyricists that's just like, whoa, despite the fact that she's got a gift from God voice and attitude and vibe and sexiness and meanness and kick the fucking car out of a fucking uh, cop car fucking ass craziness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's also can be small and beautiful and have this perfect voice, like command of a crazy, beautiful voice too. Like, God, she's yeah. the entire package. We're talking about her voice and her kind of delivery yeah. and her melody. Like in this song, there's no chorus. It's just, she's telling us a, a story. In fact, that's one of the lines mm-hmm. from this song. Tell a story. But um, she's just weaving this, this, these, these poetic lyrics in just in different ways, she, phrasing everything differently with different melodies. But it all just hangs together as this perfect little little song, and uh, I got to be honest, I had a hell of a time finding out any information about this song. In fact, there's virtually no, you know, kind of explanations of what this song is about or anything. She's it doesn't look like she's ever talked about it. it doesn't look like anyone's ever analyzed it or anything. Um, it's just a very obscure Pretender song tucked yeah. away on the second side of Pretenders 2. Yeah. And I don't know why it has... A, by the way, I couldn't find a cover of it on YouTube. No one's even covered mm-hmm. this song. It's bizarre to me that, to me, this is probably my favorite Pretender song, at least top three. And no one gives a shit about it <laughs> online. But uh, And I am giving many shits about it right now. Yeah. I'm, like, that th- I'm like Janie Lane after eating cherry pie. That's how many <laughs> shits list, I'm giving. <laughs> the lyrics down near the bottom, the um, a court, a court, uh, 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 the uh, a wish I made upon a star brought her here tonight, a courtyard, she waits a thousand broken dates. Uh, yeah, that's great. It's, a, it's yeah. such a, a heartbreaker and... and or maybe it isn't sad. Like it's 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 so it's melancholy. You can For see sure. this being like a like an almost like an echo in the Bunnymen song. Um, totally. Oh yeah. Or um, even like a Smith song. Like it feels like there's some interesting Morrissey vibe going on here, and they they come from the same school lyrically. Sometimes you're totally right. And and as I was listening to the song with very you know very detailed listen, if that's the right word. Right. Because I wanted to kind of hear what was going on. I watched the live version where, you know, it just doesn't have this. It, it's great, but it's not, doesn't have the same. Um, From back then? M- that, that yeah, band? yeah, yeah, totally. You know that, that show Rock Palace, the Jimmy yeah, show? Right. Yeah, the they're on that doing it. And it, it's fucking, they're great, of course. But, um, you know, the, I think James Honeyman Scott must have overdubbed several parts here because in live Chrissy's just sort of strumming the chords doing yeah, a kind of a right. Keithy yeah. um, rhythmic strumming and uh, and if you on the recorded version there, I'm hearing at least two or three really cool parts that I don't think Chrissy would, would could have played yeah and and the thing it's funny you say Aaron about uh, <laughs> you know Echo and the Bunnymen and uh, Smith's like a Johnny Marr kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah. um, what I was hearing if you if you listen closely to the song there's a there's a there's a high droning guitar which almost reminds me of heroes by david yeah, Bowie. Yeah, right yeah. Uh, it's there's a there's this a, a constant drone going on in yeah. the song and that's what's going on here which just gives it this really lovely uh, ambiance yeah. you know uh so yeah carrying on here's some more yeah. The other thing I, that I I tapped into when I was listening to this in depth was uh, James Honeyman's just playing a lot of like bluesy licks over this song, which isn't a blues song by any stretch, but it works so perfectly. Like I generally 
I'm, I think you guys agree with me. I don't need to hear any more blues guitar in my life. I've, I'm up to my fucking top of my throat with blues. But this, him playing these bluesy licks are almost like a Stevie Ray Vaughan or something yeah. over this this melancholy song. It's just, it works perfectly. Yeah. Well, it's sort of like it the dichotomy, yeah, where like this this works because it's one offsetting the other or like with uh, Elliot Easton was a pro at right. doing that. Doing the country and, stuff. Yeah, and fucking the biggest hit version of those three would have been Stevie Ray Vaughan on Let's Dance. Yeah. yeah. Where like, you're like, what the fuck? But it fucking works. Yep. So like, it's a bold choice and one I might not be brave enough to suggest even with those examples because you sit in it and you get precious about your own, no pun intended, about your own number, <laughs> you know, and be like, oh, I, <laughs> I don't know if you should play that, bro. <laughs> it's so awesome. I love it. Good call. Nice. Hear more. That's got to be one of my favorite moments in any song ever, is the way she sings Pink Over Gray. Pink Over Gray. So good. She's a poet. What's that? She's a poet. It's such yeah. her signature, too, that sound. Yeah. 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 Um, the this, I was thinking of Talk at the Town. Yeah. yeah. Same kind of. Yeah. yeah. She looks for an answer, but it's too. Great line, forgot and left to rot. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. A, a true rhyme, but yeah. ne- but coming I, up I with that, that's... I that. I might steal it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really like, when you nail a, a lyric like that, you 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 walk around with your head held high all day. You do. Forgot and left to rot. Fucking great. That's what I mean, like where it comes, where it's, where they're, it's that Oscar Wilde school. Like, it's not afraid to really get into it. Re- like, really, really be really pokey funny at the self and okay to in this sort of pretty song to say the word rot anyways. Yeah. Just like on, <laughs> as a whole, like, but, it, it, but again, like in the way, in the way that she delivers it, like she's a, such a beautiful singer on the fucking second record, a holy, a, a holy unique talent. I don't, she doesn't remind me of anyone. No. Yeah. You know, Aaron, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that was one of my points I wanted to make. Other than Van Halen, I can't think of another band that came out of the gate being themselves. Like the you doors. listen to the, the first, what's that? The Doors, maybe. Um, yeah, but that's like, a good. That's a good point. But um, you're right. Like, like re- the truly ready like to the roll. Person. Yeah, like, but like the Police. As much as we love them, they don't sound like the first album. That their first album was kind right. of this anomalous little punky thing, right? And and but the Doors were perfectly the Doors. On that first record. Yeah, you're right. Okay, you know, fair like enough. It, but Van Halen came, came storming out being yeah, Van Halen. Absolutely. And the Pretenders mm-hmm. came out being the Pretenders. I, it's, mm-hmm. Her story is so interesting to me because she, was, she wasn't she was a, quote, musician necessarily. No, she was she just was kind of like a, a like seamster in, in London yeah. and hooked and wanted to be in a band, I think, the entire time. And then just sort of 
you know, look, I'm, I'm probably skipping over a lot of things, but she just seems like she picked up guitar and became this fucking genius singer songwriter. Right. I don't know how that happened, but she fucking did it. And it's amazing to me that she was, she went from kind of like, I work in a dress shop in London to I'm in one of the best bands ever. (laughs) Right. And to have it coupled with, with the attitude too, she wasn't like, she could have been this beautiful writer that was not coupled with this exotic looking woman, this American in the UK, right. all of these weird things fitting into it with like, take no shit, sexy, but like in a fucking, she's going to fucking kick your ass. Mm-hmm. I have, I have two Chrissy Hind points about her being a badass. Number one, I saw her once at, do you guys remember swingers on uh, Beverly? Okay. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, you were almost like, especially in its first year. So you were almost guaranteed to see someone famous there. Yeah, I like, ate many a French fries there. Yeah, <laughs> and I saw you know the list of people I saw there was Matt Dillon was sitting behind me in a right. booth behind me. Yeah. Uh, Leah Thompson. Yeah, sure. She was there once. Uh, but who did I see coming out coming out yeah. of the bathroom? Remember yeah. where the bathroom was yeah. in the back? Yeah, yeah. Chrissy Hind. Wow. And she, the look on her face to me was like the perfect celebrity face when you're when you're just trying to get through a crowd and don't want to be bothered she had it down it was like this very slight smile but this look on her face like do not talk to me and do not fuck with me i'm going to be nice and walk by you guys and not kick you in the nuts as long as you don't (laughs) talk to me that's her face just said that because I see Chrissy Hine walk by, I immediately want to go, I love you. But she, yeah. she would have, like, with her high-heeled boot right into my eye, I think, if I said something to her. Like Aaron with Ramones at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> what'd you yell, Chrissy. Aaron? What'd you yell? Guys, what'd you yell? Joey! Joey! <laughs> that would have been me, like, like looking over the booth going, Chrissy! And suddenly there's a club sandwich right in your face. <laughs> a cherry pie to Pla- my face. Plates are flying. Yeah. She just beats you. She grabs your collar and then just continuously hits you with one of those plastic booster chairs. That just, yeah, wow, 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 wow. The, 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 uh, the tray table to the, yeah. boost, to the booster chair. She yeah. pulls it right and out. each hit, you're going, like, I love you. Yeah. That first record was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I would consider that an honor if, if, oh, yeah. if yeah. Chrissy Hine beat See me up. See the scar right here? Chrissy Hine booster chair. Yeah. The other thing about her being badass, and Aaron, I don't know if this was a conversation you and I had, it sounds like something that we came up with, but at the time, and I even wrote these down um, at the time, there was a bunch of quote unquote, badass female singers, right? Who you considered badass just based on their, their music, not necessarily that they were in real life or whatever. Um, But the ones that kind of came to mind at the time were, you know, the Wilson sisters, Joan Jett, Pat Benatar. Yeah, right. And, and Aaron, I don't know if you remember this conversation, if, if I had it with you, but we always said, like, I don't care how badass anyone is, Chrissy Hine beats them all. In fact, she could yeah. probably take on all four of them at the same time and kick all their asses. Right. Yeah, That's- the perfect person is fucking like someone who's like Courtney Love, who is like, wants you to believe that she is all she's, those things. But yeah. she's like fucking all ice, no whiskey. You know, she was also crazy. She crazy. She seemed Chrissy yeah. didn't seem crazy. Right. <laughs> I even thought that that was a come on or a, or a put on, you know, the crazy part. Her. Yeah. Like oh, she's just, just like, just like garbage and, and whatever. It's not about her, yeah. but like, yeah, that type, I get it. It was, it was the bangs and the eye makeup, wasn't it? That got me with Chrissy. Yeah. That was the thing. Right. That, yeah. You know, oh, so great. Because it was, there was something, uh, there was something male about it. Or something yeah. masculine right. about her yeah. presentation that well, the fact that, that she, she could hang with the guys, you know. Yeah, yeah. not only hang, but she was yeah. the goddamn 
CEO and director and everything of that band. I mean, mm-hmm. d- not taking away from how great those three, the original three guys were, James Honeyman, Scott, and Pete Farndon, and Martin Chambers. Yeah. Fucking killer band, but she was calling all the shots, for sure. I think, yeah. You know, she was able to just, like, take those guys, you know, by the balls and say, this is what we're doing, and they and they're, they're shit-hot players, and to get those, to get shit-hot players to buy into an, a band-fronted, you have to imagine that as as shitty to women as the Americans have been, a rich history, that maybe it was even worse there. Like, so little respect in the UK. And to convince them at the time, this is what was right. And yeah, like a, a savvy like, career move, you know. But that's why they're cool, though, right? So that's she's, how powerful she's she a, is. She's a yeah. chick from the Midwest dropped into London. Right. Three yeah. London. The, the, yeah. I, the other three guys are English, aren't they? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And dropped into that. I mean, just that combination right there. Right. And also that, and that was the punk scene. Yes, is where she started course, all yeah. this. Yeah, that's, yeah. And that's the other thing she has that those other people you talked about don't really have. She, she felt, they were so musical in a way that, rock, like the, yeah, but, yeah, the, but the police but like were pop. too musical to be punk. But then, so were these yeah. guys. Yeah. But they needed that, like that, that, that liftoff point of punk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She, in fact, I, when I was reading about her. She dated Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols for a while, well, I was, and she's she's portrayed in that new Sex Pistols. Is she? Series. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I gotta yeah, watch it. And uh, by some some young actress, obviously, she didn't play herself. <laughs> I, I was just gonna say that you know that Jim Kerr and Ray Davies can't both be wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, true. that's who the, she's married to both of them, yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. right. Yeah. <laughs> and she loved someone... Mike Hutchins more than all of them. And they didn't. I don't even know that they had a thing, but she. Uh, she did. <laughs> that, that was a. I think she believed that was her biggest missed opportunity. Really? <laughs> oh, not banging yeah. Michael yeah. Hutchins. Got he? No, she may. She might have got him. Oh, uh, there's no. You know, but they didn't have a relationship. He he's so beautiful and she's such a yeah. badass. I'd have to think she was a top on that. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that the the fucking the spawn of that duo? Good Christ, yeah, boy. I I I consider it a missed opportunity that I didn't get to bang Michael Hutchins. That's yeah, how ex- that's yeah, how exactly. sexy he is. Totally. I yeah. consider it a missed opportunity for you. I out, did out of respect. <laughs> Senator, I'm okay. Out of respect. Aaron Aaron tried unsuccessfully to set us up one time, but our schedules didn't line up. It just didn't. No bad scheduling. Wednesdays were bad. Uh, all right, carrying Let's on here. Looking for someone to love. He was a fucking gift to guitar, James God, Honeyman so Scott. Much. It's like, it's like, you hear that sometimes with like, um, Keith Richards talks about that a lot with with uh, with certain players that they're sympathetic, and mm-hmm. and yeah. and it's it, to so to understand what that means, sympathetic to the song and the way you fit in with your musical partners uh, inside the moment, and and he's just beautiful that way, like yeah. and and could give you that that sort of face is kind of riffy just that yeah and place it in this context yeah is glorious he yeah he's that i think that's why she was when you know when he died it was a major blow to her mm-hmm. because she's like i just lost my yeah. my partner my perfect musical yeah. partner yeah because uh, what he brought to the table and that's why i think in you know she was 
sounds like she was kind of flailing around trying to find a solution. It it and made sense that she would go to Johnny later. Marr. Right. Yeah. Like a date, to, like fucking weeks later, he lost, she lost Pete. Yeah. Like uh, it was right after. Yeah. Well, they fired Pete because he was a heroin addict. Right. right. And then Honeyman Scott died a few weeks after that. And then I think a year late, was it a year later or a few months I later? I don't even know if it was that long. That Pete Sad Barnett then died. Yeah. But yeah, that, yeah, fucking. But anyway, so my point was like, Johnny Marr was so perfect in the Smiths. You could see why she would want to, totally. you know, incorporate yeah. him into the pretenders, but it didn't work because he wasn't James Honeyman Scott. She right. was looking for that guy, you know? Right. So, um, and she got some great guitar players after, after that, but no one, I mean, w- this would have been a fatal, fatal blow to any other band, but because it's Chrissy Hines, she just kept right. chugging along. All right. Carrying on. We're getting into this point of the song where it's almost like a like uh, Emily Bronte story or something, right? Yeah. right? You know, it's yeah. all, it's almost like yeah. got this gothic romance that that didn't happen. It is, and <laughs> the fact that I couldn't find anything about the song was frustrating at first, and then I I kind of came I was at peace with it because I went, you know what? I love not knowing what this is about. That's I what like you it. think it's about. That's yeah, the whole point. It's, I love right. just yeah. like looking. Like, I'm like yeah. looking down on this this woman. In this room, longingly looking out the window, yeah, and and wonder, you know, and who, where's this rose from that she's talking about? Like, who's the guy she's waiting for? What I I, I like not knowing any of that stuff. It's like a, a great little little vignette that you you get a glance of, and then you're and then you're gone again. Sadly, I always I always retroactively listen to this with a lot of melancholy that it was a <laughs> a preemptive. I imagine sadly that it was her. I thought maybe it was watching somebody die inside from addiction. And so like they are dying and they will be gone and I will mourn their loss. And then sadly it happened. So like I got even more depressed about it. So she, Uh, no, you're saying not, she's not the addicted one. She's watching someone else like Pete Barnden or someone. And, and sadly as an an English wrote, like, you know, like I think that my thought later retroactive, as I say, it was that she was watching someone fade away. Yeah, that makes sense. Thanks for ruining the song for me, Aaron. <laughs> maybe people That's didn't his interpretation, read it. not yours. <laughs> yeah, maybe people didn't write about it because it was like it's hard to fuck around with like perfection, and when the writing's this good, you're like, oh no, I don't want to <laughs> fucking put my fucking two cents in. I don't want to go on record. Yeah. Uh, all right. A story about a girl lived next door. So yeah, that's it's true. Just, yeah. George just like just, you know dumbed it down to the <laughs> it's what it says. It's <laughs> what, what it says. I, you know, it's my interpretation is the courtyard. You know, George is the guy who who tells you at a party that he's that he's almost cut his hair. <laughs> I don't understand what does that mean? What, I don't, what? almost cut my hair? Remember? Oh, almost cut my hair. Right, sorry. Right, almost cut my hair. Right. You like, like reduced this beautiful song down well, to well, it's about this chick who lives next door. English broad. <laughs> She had she had some roses or something. She's I don't a, know. She's in a garden. She said, "What's the? I don't know what." <laughs> the, the another thing I, I brought to the table, which isn't all that interesting, but English roses. I mean, there's the obvious. Um, you know, Elton. I think we just talked about this at Elton John and uh, changing the lyrics to "Candle in the Wind" to oh, right. "Goodbye English, English, English Goodbye roses. England's Rose." Yeah. 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 
Um, so what an English rose is, the definition I found, which made sense, was a description associated with English culture that may be applied to a naturally beautiful woman or girl who is from or is associated with England. So it's it's sort of like an iconic British woman is a mm. is a quote English rose and the the, the short list I I pulled up that they had as examples were like Julie Andrews, Kate Beckinsale, Kira Knightley, Haley Mills, Emma Watson, Kate Winslet, and of course Diana, Princess of Wales. Sure. So I, I don't know that that applies to this song necessarily because I, I was trying to work my way into her writing about an English like women, but the song's more about the rose itself and how she has it kind of tucked away in this. In a in a book or in a, bi- a Bible or something. hymnal, in a hymnal, right? <laughs> so, I don't know if that if that means anything to anybody. It, d- it really doesn't to me. Other than I just thought it was kind of that interesting to tell you guys what an English rose is. Let's get Chrissy on the horn and find out. <laughs> Another annoying thing is is that um, meanwhile the children's book that Madonna wrote called The English Roses has about seventy five paragraphs of description on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super oh, fucking annoying, because yeah. she wants to be British so goddamn bad. Yeah. Twat. But anyway, <laughs> let's let's carry on. That little backup that they do. Yeah. It's so it's it's probably one of my favorite parts of the whole song. They only do it twice. Like, yeah, it's fucking rad. You'd think something that cool, you would just be threading throughout the entire song. They just do it twice, and it's fucking beautiful. So uh, we go out with a nice James Honeyman Scott thing, but um, the, the drums I wanted to Martin Chambers so fucking great doesn't get enough credit as Agreed. a drummer. I was just gonna say, and yeah. and what he's doing through most of the song, I think when it there's a certain breakdown where he goes over to the hi hat, but for the most of, most of the Tom's. songs, drum well yeah the drum this is drummer nerd talk, but we, it's our show we can do what yeah, we want. Right. But he's playing the ride through the whole song, which is. Yeah. All, for a kind of ballady song like this is a weird choice, but yeah. it works great. Yeah. And he's and he's doing the hitting the the snare and then the the tom, mm-hmm. and yeah. And he keeps it just straight through. He does it live too. It's so good. And it's again, it's a it's a weird kind of angular, busy part that shouldn't work in a fucking ballad like this. And it, it's just it's beautiful. It works well, great. What you said, which I wouldn't have realized. So thank you. That the. They're all kind of following this, I'm not going to say meandering, but there is no chorus here. There is no, they're following what she's doing, I think. And that's why he's playing that way. And they're all playing that way. Because that's the mood of this. Yeah. To making those choices that aren't that aren't usual. Right, yeah. Because there is no, there's nothing usual about it's this. It's an unusual song. But somehow it all yeah. hangs together. You're right. It's yeah. an, and, and God bless them for following her. Right. It's her song, I'm guessing. And she wrote it and said, here's what I did. And you, yeah. And, and it's a... Uh, this it's, is... A, it's like a tapestry they all weaved together. It is, and know? then and then I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even picked out the thing about especially the part we're hearing right now is very much like heroes. 
that droning you're talking yeah, about really yeah. gives it a certain tone that's mm-hmm. you know yeah it's sad but hopeful this is yeah and this <laughs> right. is kind of like it's, it's you're obviously hearing james honeyman scott you're obviously hearing chrissy hind blah, blah, but this is i think kind of unlike anything else they ever did you know yeah it's a it's a very arty song right yeah, it could have been like later on they would have had like layered um layered keys and things like that to create the ethereal vibe and yeah, that's a that great here. point. Yeah, so, so they're 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 making it. Each one of them is avoiding, like Martin's avoiding the you know right hand over left, you know working a hi hat snare combination. He's switched that up. It's almost sort of like naive melody with the Talking Heads, where everybody switched. Yeah, like so, like don't play anything that would be usual in this scenario. We're going to create an ethereal vibe without playing with a bunch of pedals, without playing with any keys. We're still going to manage that. Yeah, exactly. You, they created like mostly uh, James Honeyman, but but all of them created synth parts without synths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if it's if it's art rock, thank God Yoko didn't get hold of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was outside the studio. Come on. <laughs> she was she was having an orgasm during this. <laughs> I'm working on my orgasm. I can't help you guys. Sorry. <laughs> this song, you're allowed to have an orgasm too. I'll, I'll allow it. I got a Minnetonka over here myself. <laughs> <laughs> again i was listening- fist pump back here here at uh at uh at my house are you are you uh, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you know what's what's also great because again i listen to this very closely and you know, no surprise. This is before Pro Tools, yeah, and uh, and pitch correcting and stuff. Because like you listen to this, these guys all around the microphone singing this really high part. It's yeah. there's some pitch problems going on there. Yeah. But that's what's great about it is it's real guys really singing and straining to hit this really high note, which is very high. Yeah. Um, and they, they really had a hard time doing it live. Right. <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. But um, I love the fact that like. One of the guys in the group is kind of struggling to get there, and you could hear the pit, the pitchiness of it yeah. if you listen to it close. Because they're a band, they're yeah, people, yeah, they're real people <laughs> doing real musical things. That's a great song. Magnificent. Really I've never, the I, the line, I've never heard it. Oh, you the never heard that right one? at uh-uh. the end. That that, that uh, Jimmy Scott's doing right there at the very end. Like he waits to the very end to do something that's sort of like this guitar hook that he could have been doing throughout. The whole song, yeah. Yeah, doesn't. Right. Makes it better. God so bless. George had never heard that one. I hadn't. I knew. I mean, obviously, when you start, I, I start hearing, I'm like, oh, that's Chrissy. Huh? I know this, but I'd never heard that song. It's really good. I'll yeah. listen to that again. That's really good. She's the yeah. best. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the lyrics, I mean, and that, that's another thing is I, I, you, I knew some of the lyrics just because you can hear them, but some, right. some, it's hard to tell what she says unless you have the lyrics in front of you. Once I read them as a complete thing yeah. and followed along, I just went, just doubled my love for this song. Oh, yeah. When That's I, why I took the headphones off, because I couldn't hear. She's she's hard to understand in this. Yeah, yeah right. She is. Right. So yeah. there you go, lads. A little sorbet. Fantastic. I feel better. So great. <laughs> better. Thank you. And this always uh, works. <laughs> I, I guess that, that puts it. Do I have any other fucking theme songs to play here? 
Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I forget. Like, I, I, we, wouldn't, ma- I wouldn't make her brackets again. <laughs> <laughs> brackets. Uh, I can just send you the file and you can listen to it all, okay. all you want. Okay. But uh, by the way, let me let me put Aaron's score up here. Right. Yeah. So it's it's now. I was like kicking ass a few weeks ago, and now. I'm in last place. You're in the cellar. Yeah. <laughs> the division. I'm in the, the torture chamber of the scoreboard. It's five to five to four. This, right. this, right. this shan't be. This shan't be. Well, you'll have your shot next week against me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or to get I'm take, at me. Yeah, I'm taking on George against next Aaron. week. So this, I guess we're going to wrap up um, episode 14. Yes. That's a lot of goddamn episodes. It is. A lot of eps. Yeah. Um, if we had been doing one every day, that would have been two full weeks. It would have been. I couldn't. I, yeah. That's my only fourteen thing I have, other than nice. a torse. <laughs> I guess that Valentine's. It's the Valentine's episode. Valentine's. It's Valentine's, Valentine's episode. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So yeah, ear and loathing episode fourteen. We are the Gitmo Bros, the number one rockers forever. And don't you forget it. And we're gonna sign off episode fourteen, and we'll see you guys next week on episode fifteen. Goodbye, Bye. everybody. Bring, bring. Aaron's phone brings when he hangs up as well. It's like aloha. It means it means both. Aaron's Aaron's also means I love you. Aloha means goodbye. Fuck you. Hello. Get out of here. How's it going? It means means everything. Snow, like thirty-seven words for snow. Those Eskimos. Bring. They're like I get it. Jesus. Ear and loving. Everyone else can go fuck off and we're the greatest. Mom! Take it easy. Lower it. I don't I'm not going to lower it. I have to do this now. I don't mind you playing it, but lower it. Tune in next week for more Ear and Loathing. End transmission. Goodbye. Goodbye.